0: Hello there, welcome to the very first edition of the PR podcast all about reflexology, actually hosted by professional reflexology. I'm sat next to Martin Fink, who is uh, a wealth of experience, knowledge and uh, understanding of the therapy, which is more than I've got, actually. But I'm here to sort of steer the ship somewhat. Martin very exciting times with this
1: oh absolutely it's something I've never done before and hopefully um, we can do it as professionally as possible because we are <laughs> professional reflexology after all and it's going to be a great day today because our first guest on the podcast is an old friend and somebody who is very very experienced and probably I, I was about to say oldest I don't mean that in in <laughs> in terms of age but in longevity and reflexology is Hagar Basis, who is the principal of the Reflexology Academy in London and who travels the world spreading the word about reflexology. So I'm looking forward to that and I hope you are too.
0: So yes, this show is obviously all about reflexology. So over the course of these episodes, we're gonna not only be bringing you all sorts of guests, but also giving you business tips and advice, including real stories from therapists who've uh, made a real success of what they do. Plus on each show, Martin and his guests will be answering your questions as well. Now, we asked for some questions from you guys on Twitter this week, and we had some really good ones back, which Martin and Hagar will be answering later on in the show today. But if you wanna send us in anything at all, any questions or suggestions or ideas for future guests or whatever, then all you've got to do is drop us a line at podcast at professionalreflexology.org. Send us a message on the PR Facebook page or any of the groups as we would love to hear from you. So Martin's back from a holiday, a couple of weeks is feeling, how are you feeling?
1: Um, well i not quite sure really because we didn't get in until quite late last night but we've been to um, somewhere I, I find absolutely fascinating, um, the island of Fuerteventura Ventura in the Canaries and um, we've been there for a couple of weeks and I have to say for the last 10 days of that 14 the weather has been absolutely superb. And we're going to be talking to Hagar about her travels as well.
0: Yes, well, now that you've uh, you've had a good rest, it's back to work. But uh, I don't think this is going to be uh, work exactly. It's time to welcome Hagar from Reflexology Academy London to the PR podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're all giggling here because we've just had uh, spent twenty minutes trying to uh, fight with technology to get this thing get this thing recording. Uh, but Hagar's here, finally uh, ready to talk to us. Hagar, how are you doing?
2: I'm very very well, thank you very much. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> to them on my computer
1: here. It's good. To, oh yes, they are always good fun, aren't they? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yes. it's great to catch up with you um, we've been trying to do this or get this podcast together for a while now and right. you always seem to be dashing all over the world you've been to in the last 10 days alone you've been in paris and then madrid yes. um, i did mean to send you a, a, a whatsapp or an email or something and say did you actually manage to go to the plaza mayor in madrid beautiful square in the center
2: not this time, oh. I'm afraid. That's <laughs> the first lovely. Time, the first time a few years ago I did, I took a day, but nowadays I just go, I turn up, and like before I do the teaching, I, I see I see Madrid in the evening. Okay, <laughs> <generally>. all right. <laughs> <laughs> <At> work, you <laughs> know, Martin. <laughs> no it's great fun i meet a lot of lovely people a lot of reflexologists yes. from around the world
0: it's yeah. well you're very much welcome aboard the uh, the pr podcast the very first episode regard thanks very much for joining us um i understand this isn't your first podcast interview but uh, we do have somewhat of a world exclusive bit of uh, information from you is that right
2: oh i haven't announced it yet but yes we can <laughs> yeah it's going to be 30 years as a reflexologist next year so i just realized that and you still
1: go- and you're still going strong
2: Yes, and I'm still going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a long time ago,
2: yes, that's a long time. You're very old, Martin.
1: Well, <laughs> no,
0: you've been just, just a child when he started. I was going to say, I didn't know they did reflexology in kindergarten. That's, uh...
2: Yes, it was amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do you feel, is, is it changed over the
1: years?
2: Yeah, I mean, in a way, it's more widely recognised, isn't it? Um, yes. I remember, you know, when I started, not many people knew about reflexology. But still, you know, still lots of people don't really know what reflexology is. And most people do feel, you know, do think it's some sort of foot massage still. So,
1: oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Isn't that because a lot of people aren't trained properly?
2: Absolutely, I think that's that is the problem we're having. There are a lot of reflexologists still just giving very good foot massages out there, you know. Yes. So, yeah. um, and that's and that's lovely, but it's not what I call reflexology. And I'm sure
0: what you. Well, that's something we're going to uh, bring up a bit later on. We've got something, uh, something was in the news recently that that, that I think we should uh, chat about a bit later on. There's some the uh, foot massage effect <laughs> on the public, but we'll uh, we'll leave that. I think that's uh, going to be a good way to end the show on. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, and you started. You was
1: you were trained at IIR, weren't you?
2: That's right. I was trained with tony porter at the international institute of reflexology and i so i was 88 yes i qualified in 89 so that was yeah 30 years ago
1: mm. <laughs> um, it, starts to, it starts to make me wonder because i qualified in 97 so it's not <clears throat> so nearly 10 years after you wow i was uh, my, Wendy, my wife, trained me and she said I was the most disruptive student she'd ever had.
2: I can imagine that's probably true.
0: <laughs> what? I thought, how dreadful. <laughs> and that's continuing now as well. Has
1: <laughs> how, the way you work differed much over the years?
2: Uh, yes, it certainly has. I mean, I think the foundation of my training was very good and so I have built on that foundation and what I do now is very different to how I started, obviously, you know, because I started with very basic techniques, but it certainly has, you know, I've sort of evolved a lot of the techniques that I've learned. Um, and most of the techniques came from, uh, you know, the original Ingham techniques, which is my foundation, and uh, Tony Porter's ART techniques, advanced Referral mm. techniques. So though th- that's my foundation from which I've evolved and grown from. And so I've already. I've also sort of um, developed my own techniques from that base so yeah. yes it has grown and also the way i look at treating people you know definitely has um you know the reflexology has changed over the years
1: yeah i think a lot of people perhaps just stick to the basic treatment that they were taught and, and wonder why they're not getting the results they could do yeah i certainly as far as professional reflexology is concerned when we've done interviews with people one of the main things that seems to come out is that almost all of them have said, think for yourself and go out and try and work it out for yourself rather than relying on just being taught and make sure you get the right, the right training as you go along. I mean, you travel a lot and uh, it's uh, it's one of the things we've been trying to set this up for some time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've been, uh, been all over the place. <laughs> I've been to The Hague yeah. as well, yeah. So it's been quite busy for me, <laughs> which is great.
1: When you do that, I mean, you're going to do one of your CPD courses, Unless you speak Dutch and, and French and, and Spanish and, and so on, how do you get? How do you actually manage to teach
0: in oh, a different I language?
2: <laughs> um, I have a translator. <laughs> I don't speak okay. a word of any of those languages. <laughs> so, so
1: do, does the translator know what they are talking about, or, or do you just trust them?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have to trust them, actually, to be honest. Sometimes <laughs> you do get an idea, you know, and sometimes yeah. you think. Are they saying more than, you know, <laughs> are they actually saying more than I said? Because <laughs> it seems to.
1: It's been going on for 20 minutes now. Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> the trouble with um, being translated is that, you know, you have to stop and start and, um, and wait for the translation. So sometimes my, you know, my train of thought goes elsewhere and I lose where I am. Yeah. But it yeah. seems to actually flow very well. And it seems to slow everything down, which in sometimes is a good thing. So
1: what, if, um, what were you teaching this weekend?
2: I was actually teaching ART in, in Madrid, but all the times before that since uh, has been uh, the reflexology for women's health that I teach. Yeah,
1: but, That's something you specialise in, isn't it?
2: Well, I don't know if you could call it a specialisation, but it's an area and a focus of, of deep interest. And to be honest with you, the techniques, you know, that you learn on the two-day course can be used on anybody, not just women (laughs) and women health issues. But the focus of the the weekend or the two days is women's health. And it's really an experiential sort of course, you know, where uh, Mm. people will feel the effects of the reflexology during the two days. And I think that's really important when you're learning to be able to feel What's going on in your body?
0: Have you found, with with everything that's going on with women's health and sort of women's women's issues at the minute, have you found that there's a lot more interest in, in that side of stuff at the minute?
2: I think, uh, I think, well, especially with sort of menopause, you know, that there, there's more of a conversation about it, whereas before people were almost ashamed to talk about, you know, what's going on. During the menopause, mm. you know, because it's been seen as women drying up, getting old, and copying it really. So, yeah,
0: it, it hasn't yeah. been that, that's that's very, <laughs> is that the technical term? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we may be very free and easy today.
1: <laughs>
2: but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it has, hasn't had very good publicity, menopause, but really, it can be a very, you know, magnificent time for women and the things that we can do to help alleviate the symptoms which is really to do with stress
1: that's right i mean in, in many respects people think of menopause as one thing but it's actually a lot of different symptoms is it not
2: well it's a natural occurrence oh. you know and hmm. uh, and the thing is when you know when women suffer during the menopause you know it's 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 sort of that is because they're more stressed really you know cortisol yeah. yeah. action in the body will actually make the symptoms worse so, so there are many, many techniques that we do that help. But saying that, you know, it will help anybody, you know, it's how you apply the techniques for the person that you're working on. That's the key mm. for me. And so it's wonderful, really, because what happens during the course is that you can feel that the the energy moving in the body. And I just don't mean sort of, you know, you can feel physiologically stuff happening in the body, and that really sort of shows the potential that's mm. going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: You work a lot with energy.
2: Well, we all do as reflexologists, I think. Because <laughs> everything
1: yes, I guess I'm, in my opinion is you can't help it but... <laughs> It's
2: a it's a very big subject, isn't it? So I'm not talking mm. about working with the uh, light, touch and energy like linking or anything like that. Um, I'm talking about the the full energetics of the body, you know, and um, you know our life force chi arterial flow the you know nerve flow you know all all the energetics in the body basically through the the movement of liquid you know everything moves in liquid in our body doesn't it we're like uh, filled with rivers of movement just all energy based it's interesting when you when you experience it i think
1: yeah when i remember when i was training I, i was taught to use energy as much as, as possible, but more so than, than was generally taught at that time. Right. And one of the most fascinating things, during the treatment, I could actually somehow see the energy. Yeah. And I'd only, I'd only been training for about six months and, and I actually I said to the case study at the time, well, could you come round here and have a look at this? <laughs> Which, of course, they couldn't.
2: Right. But <laughs>
1: uh, they're just absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating.
2: Yeah.
1: Definitely. No doubt we'll be taken off the air for <laughs> mentioning energy, <images>, but
2: witchcraft. <laughs>
1: <I don't know. laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> so, do, are you, do you you run a number of CPD courses? What else do you are you doing nowadays?
2: Well, of course, I'm I'm teaching the practitioner training course by um, mm-hmm. uh, practitioner training, which is um, going very well. Uh, but apart from that, uh, with the CPD that I teach, the ART and the women's health. And then I offer, what I host, other people to do their wonderful CPDs at Reflexology Academy, which is my school. And we have uh, uh, Hannah Marquardt comes uh, regularly. Uh, She's in her mid eighties and she's amazing. Really, I
1: I have to say at this point, if you ever get the opportunity to go and see her, this is um, not to you because obviously you do. But I, I think she's one of the people. If you never saw anybody else or never uh, went to a CBD course, she is who you should go and see.
2: She's definitely a living legend. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) And she's like a a wise owl and very intuitive. And, Mm. um, you know, and we're we're sort of great friends now, and and it's a real privilege. Um, I do think that she probably was quite feisty, quite strict in her day, you know. Oh, Um, I suspect so. uh, But she's very. She's very sharp and very warm, and I think she's probably opened up more in the last... That's my impression, that she's probably opened up more in the last 20 years, since she's been actually teaching this CPD to reflexology. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I, I saw her maybe perhaps 15 years ago, I guess, Mm. and she was on a stage, and there perhaps were 50, 70 people uh, had gone to see her. And the brilliant thing was, she said, "Gather around. There are about seventy of us all around her, treating her <laughs> assistant. Uh, She's brilliant. Brilliant, I have to say, absolutely brilliant. She was yeah, b- very that. good fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I also have Spiros um mm-hmm. now for nearly five years, I think, uh, teaching his orthopedic reflexology, which is which is wonderful. Um, He's very charismatic, uh, has a lot of energy, and the course is brilliant. So that's ongoing, and he's coming in in June next year. Actually, um, it's always um, always great fun and informative and very educational. And yeah, um,
1: it, it sounds like a nice guy. I'm admit. Mr. Men. Yeah, he's great. He knows fun. what he's
2: doing. He's lovely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he actually. Um, I mean, I met him because he translated for me when I was teaching in Athens because I did quite a lot of teaching in Athens. Um, hmm. um, and I probably will be going there. Well, it, I'm scheduled to go there again, actually, to teach.
1: Um. That was one of the languages that you didn't mention that you didn't speak. <laughs> no, I don't.
2: <laughs> I think I know a swear word that's about. Oh, yeah.
1: No, we've all, we all know <laughs> those, don't we? Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, I've been going teaching there for... Around ten years, or a period of nearly well, mm. eight, eight, or so years. But I don't know. My brain is so full, <laughs> I can't take any more. <laughs> <laughs> gets in one ear and comes out the other, you know.
1: <laughs> and you, you have, you have students in your school from Turkey.
2: Yes, the last practitioner, course. Uh, there was one from Turkey, one from France, Switzerland. In the beginning, when I started teaching, I remember the second course I, I taught many years ago uh, for the International Institute of Reflexology because I did sixteen years with them as director for the London um, and Southeast, and um, and there was a, a lady that came and travelled all the way from Hong Kong for each module, which I thought Are you was joking. <laughs> no, <laughs> lovely, lovely woman, but um, you know that was the furthest anyone has. That's flown for each That is dedication,
1: that is dedication. I I would have thought that, um, I mean the Chinese treat somewhat differently don't they? It's um, a question of pressures and everything else and and, and until recently because, well I suppose (laughs) in in certain areas they still do use um, implements when they're treating which is not something that we generally use in this country
2: yeah um, I mean, it depends how it's how you're trained yes because when i was in taiwan because i i spoke at the uh, conference there last mm-hmm. year in october actually for the icr which was a brilliant experience and of course i met father joseph there and his team and the way that they right. practice and and that was really that was really a wonderful experience first of all to meet father joseph and and having yes. my feet <laughs> it was an yep. incredible experience and uh and then all, all all his reflexologists were there giving everyone treatments and so you got a real flavor of the different types of reflexology um and they work all the way up to the knee and they do have a sort of sequence that they do uh, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. And I think that even though they do use tools, because previously they were using a lot of their knuckles and uh, mm. they brought in more tools maybe to save knuckles, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it's <laughs> those... It was very
2: pleasurable, even though it can be very intense. <laughs> it was mm. very pleasurable as well, you know, when you really feel like something's happening in your body when you have a treatment like
1: So anybody that's that's listening who doesn't know Father Joseph is, Father Joseph Eugster, I think that's, hopefully I've pronounced that correctly, who practices a different form of reflexology almost in in the Far East. But did he not, I I read somewhere, did he not read a book by a Swiss reflexologist and transpose it into his own method?
2: I think he used the book to treat himself... Uh, mm. I'm, not, I'm not 100% on this story, but, and he was so, you know, overwhelmed by the success that he had on his own health that he brought it into the community in Taiwan. He mm. was a missionary uh, oh, wow. in Taiwan. And really, that it, he mm. is the, the person that brought reflexology from the West to the East. So it's fascinating, really, you know, because the history yeah. says that it all began in China, which actually there's no documented written evidence of that. In fact, it came from the West into the East, and it's actually quite a modern therapy in that way. Obviously, it was an ancient healing art, but oh, the yeah. evidence shows that reflexology as we know it came from the West to the East, and that's how it developed. He is, in fact, responsible for all the Asian reflexology that we've we know and see today. I like yeah, that. it
1: must have been fascinating to meet him.
2: Yes, it, it was. It was lovely. It was really the you know being in Taiwan for the conference was because that's where Father Joseph is, and mm. um, and so that really was the icing on the cake for that conference because it made it special.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did he, did he have a translator as well? or?
2: No, he speaks so many languages. He's one of these amazing people.
0: <laughs> oh, so he put you to shame in that department then.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a at that. <laughs> I can speak Hebrew, you know. But <laughs> that's well, like... that's good enough. Fair <laughs> news. No, he's a, he a very friendly, lovely person, very warm.
1: Um, we all have our theories. How do you think reflexology works?
0: Oh no! It's like... This. Oh, this is a good question.
1: <laughs> well, something I don't I was... know much. <laughs> let's let's put it in a, let's put it another way. Father Joseph works one way; you work another way. Yeah. I would probably think the way I work would be different from both yeah. of those. People are taught in different ways. I mean, you you see CPD or you hold CPD courses as we've done. Yes. And one of the things I always find very difficult is to try and teach somebody a CPD course where the way they're handling feet and the way they the way they work is very different.
2: Yeah. Why
1: is it, do you think, that all of those methods seem to work? Yeah. Because well, I've it, well, it it strikes me that it's actually one of the things that's wrong with reflexology that it does work whatever way you're doing it.
2: Absolutely. I mean,
1: very difficult to explain.
2: It is very difficult to explain and, um, you know, it's one of those things, I mean, uh, what I like to do in my classes, uh, especially with the, with the CPD, is, you know, just, uh, well, one of the first things I do uh, is teach, or we do as a, as a class, you know, each other, is is to work the toes in, in, in a specific way and mm-hmm. just small toes, for example, and um, uh, as, as the first part, because That, by working the toes thoroughly, reaches everywhere. And uh, it's a great opening, you know, um, because when I teach, it's good to show that actually, even if you're not working on the reflex, it's related to the specific organ or gland, you know, you are working it through just working the toes and it's a very very powerful way of opening because people can feel what's going on in their body in the areas that are you know that need working before you've actually worked that specific area uh, that relates to the reflex you know that reflex that relates to that specific area in the body so you know i find it i do find it fascinating so i can see that many different ways will work you know you don't have to mm. work a specific reflex to actually work the area that that reflects.
1: <clears throat> so I guess that, in a way, is, is sort of explaining why there are so many different charts, which are, are from my point of view, they're a guide as opposed to um, a given. Uh, uh, you yeah. would use one chart, we use another chart, but it, it's. Um, I don't the, think there are so many different charts.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's a dif- definitive chart, and no. uh, you know they're all representations. Hmm. You know? And so, you know, like Manzanares, Jesus Manzanares' chart is completely different from Hannah Marquette's chart.
1: Mm.
2: Hannah Marquette does the reflection of the body, anatomical reflection, um, whereas Manzanaris does a very different chart based on the, the growing fetus, you know. So it's, mm. I don't think I'm explaining it very well, but he does it not as a fully grown person. Yeah. And so it's very, very different, but then works e- equally well.
1: Whereas, for instance, I, I would think of it as probably being halfway between the two. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, you can actually, as a reflexologist, you can imagine the growing foetus actually within the foot. Yeah. I don't mean C, but I mean it tends to be the way the shape, or certainly our, our chart is worked very much on that basis. Right. Yeah. So, going back to your school, you're very busy with the school. Yes. And teaching reflexology. Yes, I know. Why, why do you think, what would be the ideal student? Somebody who, who is thinking of going into complementary therapy and has heard of reflexology. Who is who is somebody who should be doing a reflexology course?
2: Well, I think anyone who's interested in, in complementary medicine or, you know, con- complementary health and well-being, people that have a, a passion for learning, someone who likes to work with their hand, really someone who's who's... Who is passionate about? And, yeah. you know, mm. and, um, you know so that's, a, that's quite a difficult question because I find that, you know, people come, you know, and, and join the course, all get very passionate about reflexology and about when they're working on their clients, you know, uh, or their patients, and they get such great responses. And it really just fuels their enthusiasm. They realize what reflexology can do. And so it's really, you know, exciting time for when someone starts to learn because they sort of have an extra sort of magic energy, don't they? You know, their enthusiasm, you know. Enthusiasm, yes. you know is,
1: yeah, is- I, I, it, it always seems to us that people don't, when they come on a course, they don't fully understand the, ex- the extent of how powerful it is.
2: Yes, that's right.
1: Until, you know, they're getting maybe into the third or fourth treatment on case studies. Yeah. and they start to get results absolutely and as you say that just that fires up that passion yes, and, and exactly. it's then that they start to realize actually what they're dealing with and the responsibility of course of, of being a reflexologist in what way well you 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 have clients who will come to you who somebody who's been going to a doctor for years with a problem and basically the doctor is saying well perhaps you have to just take this medication continually. And they don't want to do that. Yeah. So you have a responsibility to try to help them. No way, shape or form can any of us ever claim to cure. But we do seem to get some remarkable results. And it is a responsibility to our clients, our patients, to make sure we give them the very best that we can and so, to try and fulfil their, their the, the reason they're coming to us.
2: Yeah, often we're the last chance, so their last chance saloon, yeah if you like. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you said
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> They've been through the mill. <laughs> yeah,
1: we we actually call it doctors' rejects, but <laughs> we'll do... we can we can edit that out, can't we?
0: <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That, that's staying in. That's staying. In. A good. It's probably a good time actually to mention the uh, the recent. Um, I don't know what the word is. Furora is that a word? I Fureur. don't even know. I don't, I don't know how you uh, pronounce that, especially. But um, Doctor <laughs> Hillary Jones went on the Lorraine show recently, yeah. and uh, they were talking about feet. And uh, he had some quite interesting and divisive comments to make about reflexology. Um, So we're just going to play a clip of that now and maybe get your uh, get both of yours opinions on it, because I think it's quite an interesting thing to uh, to debate and obviously quite topical right at the minute. So we're going to play that and then uh, then come back and see what see what you guys think of it. That looks a little bit like reflexology, that sort of uh, yeah, idea well, of reflexology. Yeah, what, do, what do you absolutely. think about that? Because a lot of people well, look, really go for that. We, I think we've got a map here. Yes, there we are. Of, of
3: the idea of reflexology is that the base of your foot, the sole of your foot, is, a, is an inverted embryo. Um, oh. So the, the light blue bit, the turquoise bits at the top, are the head and the neck, right. then you've got the spine around the side of the foot, uh, and, <coughs> then, and then the, the legs and, the, and your bottom, <laughs> the bottom of the foot. Um, however... To me, this is absolute nonsense. Right. There is no science behind saying that bit of the foot represents okay. your spleen or your stomach. Right. And any reflexology said, I'm going to rub here and it'll help your liver, mm. I think that's mumbo-jumbo, personally. Right. Now, a lot of people would disagree with me. OK. However... When my late dad was in hospital having his chemo for his terminal blood cancer, the best part of his treatment was a Filipino uh, cleaner who said, "Let me rub your feet for you and wow. give you some reflexology." God bless him. And that made much mo- better for the, him the, 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 than the any treatment that he had. So yeah. that, that's that's important. That's really
0: interesting because my, my little brother had his spleen removed in an accident, and he got his feet done. And it was in Thailand, and they were. He had his t-shirt on, so he didn't see his scar. And they were doing his feet and they were all getting really perplexed because they couldn't relate to the spleen because he didn't have one.
3: Well, there you go. Do you know what to do? You so you never. It's dangerous if you try and diagnose. Yeah. What I would say is that feet are very sensitive, look after them, lots of nerve endings and having them rubbed is, is lovely.
0: Some quite interesting comments there on national television about uh, reflexology. Hagar, what are your first uh, thoughts after hearing that?
2: Wow, I, well, I thought really on one hand, I did feel that, you know, he, he was being rather arrogant, but it's very important, I think, you know, what people say on national television. So a lot of people obviously heard what he said, that reflexology is just, just sort of mumbo jumbo, which is unfortunate. However, it was uh, at the same token, he did say that um, it was the best treatment his father had when he had terminal cancer, so that,
0: that was the interesting point. Yes. I thought.
2: On one hand, he was saying one thing, and on another, he was saying that actually it was the best treatment his father had.
0: It was slightly um, contradictory, but he was trying to be a bit condescending with it. I think, wasn't he? At the same time, yeah, that's yeah. what—that's the impression I got.
2: Yeah. I think you know it, it's difficult because. For him, if it's a personal opinion, then it should come across as a personal opinion rather than a doctor says. This is mumbo jumbo. Well,
1: know. yes. I mean, one of the one of the problems is because a doctor is a scientist, yeah. in effect. I mean, but and we have this problem that the research into reflexology, whilst it is extremely good in the UK, seems to all be put down, and yeah. there's some excellent research out there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and. For a scientist, of course, show me some show me some scientific research, and I'll go along with it. If there's not, then it's got to be mumbo jumbo. So, in a way, um, I, in a way, I felt slightly sorry for him. But he then corrected the thing by saying that, telling the story about his his father. There was a lot of of noise about it on social media. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. So but in many ways, really, it it was always going to be if you have a doctor asked opinion about um, reflexology that will always happen if you ask your accountant whether you should buy some shares or not the
0: answer is going to be no
1: <laughs> because that way you can't be blamed for it
0: <laughs> well it was quite interesting at the end there when uh, lorraine said about the her, i think it was her brother-in-law's spleen they couldn't find it when they did uh, reflexology mm. on him in, in in thailand so again i thought that was quite a good way to end uh, the conversation so I, it didn't sound like she was uh, you know I suppose it's the perpetual struggle, isn't it, that reflexologists are coming up against. I suppose. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Do you, Hagar? Do you think that that is something that's easing up? Yeah. I mean, you've saying earlier you've been in the game for thirty years. Is it something that's <laughs> drastically changed? I said in the game. <laughs> can you change that? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Hagar, can I just? Uh, can <laughs> I just? <laughs> sorry.
2: <laughs> I've been in the reflexology game.
0: <laughs> uh, so, okay, is that something that you found over your 30 years as, as a reflexologist that's uh that's getting easier that you know the public perception and the the sort of trust issues i suppose
2: yeah i mean i do feel that you know because you know like 30 years ago i remember you know when i was starting people you know used to think that acupuncture was mumbo jumbo and some people still do you know but the growth of recognition of that modality you know has grown immensely and i think the same can be said for reflexology to an extent, though, you know, when you're looking at a chart, it's not a very good way, really, of putting across reflexology in, in that it's not a very good representation of what reflexology is, really. It sort of gives the chart from what people follow, but it doesn't really give it credence when there's so many different charts, for example. <laughs> um, and. Though I don't think there can be just one chart. So for a science-minded person, it doesn't sound good, you know, when you're saying this is the chart and this is how it works. But I think uh, that, you know, nowadays people are far more open.
1: Oh, yes, I mean, and far more doctors are as well. Yes. It, it seems to us, it is, yeah. uh, It's which is extremely nice to see. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, you had a G- GP on your course, didn't you? Yes,
1: we've... we've I'm sure Hagar has as well. And we've taught a couple of GPs over the years and a number of nurses. Uh, So hopefully they go away and actually uh, are full more open within their practices towards complementary therapies.
0: OK, so sort of coming up towards the end of the show now, we've got some questions from people from the, uh, the PR community on Facebook and on Twitter. We put some feelers out this week and, and got a few questions in from people who uh, okay. just thought we'd uh, run these past both of you. The first one, I had reflexology once and found it very painful. And my reflexologist told me that if it didn't hurt, then it wasn't doing me any good. Is this true? Ah, Hagar, cool. do you want to take that one first?
2: Okay. um, Well, I don't believe it needs to be painful in that it has to feel torturous or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Thankfully.
2: I do feel very strongly, though, that the person receiving reflexology needs to feel it. And so for the reflexologist, it's very important to find the reflex and then work it out according to what they find. So it's not really about the pain, but the type of pain and the t- the tone and texture that is felt by the reflexologist. That's the important determination of what how it needs to be worked. Um, so yes, in a way, the person needs to feel their reflexes. That does not mean it needs to be painful, as in unbearable. But I do feel sometimes it needs to be a challenge. I um, think
1: I would agree with you. I mean, there's certain areas that that do need to be. That would feel painful, but on the other hand, I think it's something that one always tells the client that this area may feel painful. Yeah. And if you want yeah. me to to reduce the pressure in that particular area, I will do so at the same Absolute, time. Absolutely, it,
2: because it's not the the technique really mm. <laughs> to cause a lot of pain, but it's the application of the technique.
1: That's absolutely right. That
2: person. Yes. So you know, from one person to another. You know, you need to change your pressure accordingly. You know, it's, it's meant, you know, it is therapeutic and restorative and sometimes always very relaxing. But, you know, the way I teach it and the way I've been taught is that reflexes should be painful in good health, which turns everything around, you know, for what most uh, reflexology courses and books tell you. So, you know, it is important to feel your reflexes in good health. And that's the starting point
3: for yep.
2: me yep. Um, and the way I teach the reflexology. So sometimes we need to wake up the reflexes that are dull, you know.
1: Oh, that's right, uh, yes. Uh, yeah.
2: and, then, and then work them accordingly. Obviously, we don't stay on a very painful reflex very long because that actually can make it more painful. What we do is we come back to that uh, reflex and when we come back to it after we've treated it, then you know it's like the magic's happened, and yeah. um, and it's and it's less painful.
1: And it's but, calmed, yes.
2: Um, yeah, it's calmed down. So we know then it's cooked. You know.
1: <laughs> oh wow, that's
0: a good word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, <laughs> over the years, yeah. I've had a number of clients who who've come to me, and they, you know, one of the questions I always ask is, "Have you ever had reflexology before?" Yes. And yes, I have, and. A lot of folks, and I always ask, well, why did you, why are you not seeing your original reflexologist? And times I've had because it hurt too much, and I've heard you treat more gently. Right. Now, you see, it comes back perhaps to how you, the different ways of treating, all are very effective. Yes. And I don't think the, where the question said, if it doesn't hurt, it's not doing any good, I don't think that's particularly true. Mm. Because I think the question, well, I'm reading the question to say it's very painful and therefore it, it, I didn't like it. Yes. <laughs> you, what you're saying is right. You deal with the client and that client's how that client feels at that time. Absolutely, it, you know.
2: yeah. And it can change, you know, because the mm. same person, you know, I'm thinking of a particular patient of mine, a young, very, very young person who who went through chemo and and T-cell therapy and Mm. lots of, you know, a huge journey. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the reflexology uh, was painful, so I had to back off and give a gentle treatment. Mm. Other times Mm. I had to give a more thorough treatment because that's what she needed in that moment. And that's also how her feet were informing me. Her reflexes were informing me. Not... Uh, you know, I, I think in my mind, oh, well, she's got this going on and this going on. This is what I've got to do. So, so I have that, you know, in the background, but really what I'm doing is I'm palpating her feet and seeing, you know, her responses and her reflex responses as a whole. So it takes,
1: it takes you back to the fact that of of proper training because it isn't just a question of going through the motions.
2: No, absolutely not. And uh, to be honest, I, I, lots of people are trained with a sort of sequence Or Hmm. a way of working. And I don't teach that, you know, in my practitioner training. I don't, um, which can be a little bit frustrating, you know, in the beginning. uh, But also, very quickly, students get to understand that there is a a real purpose behind that because you're learning tools for your toolbox. So everybody is unique and everyone is different, and you're working on an individual's foot each time. So there's no recipe, really. You know, so the the way I teach is not really protocol-based or or sequential in you do this first and you do this second and you do this last, for example. And I think that equips them to be able to deal with every person, you know, treat what you find, not what you're looking for. The disease has, not the disease, you know.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, here's a, here's a good one. Can reflexology help with headaches and migraines? Presumably this is from a member or a civilian or a member of the public, I suppose. It's, a, it's quite a good question that I, that's come up quite a lot on the uh, the PR community. Right. I'd, I'd have thought it's, uh, it's quite good for it. Is that, is that right? Well,
1: first of all, we've got to say we don't claim to cure or or, okay. or, or or diagnose. With migraines, migraines really are relatively easily could come up with 20 reasons why somebody suffers with migraines. Headaches are slightly different, and, and something that always upsets me is when somebody comes in and says, I've got a migraine. Well, if you had, actually had got a migraine, there's every possibility you wouldn't be being able to come in anyway. Headaches are, are slightly different. But with reflexology, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, because I've not asked her, but a guy I'm sure, would probably agree, is that we treat the whole person because there is a reason behind somebody suffering with a condition. With migraine, we have to look very much, and we, we're treating possibly treating symptoms, which is not what we would normally do. Um, we try to find the reason for something um, in order to get rid of the, the, the symptoms. But migraine is a series of symptoms again. And we need to find the reason and treat those symptoms and would you agree with that hagar is that
2: yeah definitely because as you said there can be 20 different reasons why someone's got a you know a migraine or even mm. a headache to be honest it could be a digestive or it could be you know, and and neck problems or you know many different reasons and, and and really what is shown is just the tip of the iceberg isn't it so it's what's underneath mm. You know, yep. and it could be many years in the making, you know, or it could be also an emotional aspect, mm. you know. So oh, many, many different reasons. And so when we're working on someone, that's why, you know, treat what you find, not what you're looking for, is really important here, especially when it's yes. down yeah. to yeah. Um, migraines and headaches, you know, because we have to find out where it's coming from or not, you know, what the root of it is. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's root cause. Oh, absolutely.
2: You know, absolutely. so... Um, and that's a really important distinction i think so yes it does but everyone responds differently and sometimes you know uh releasing tension can cause pain like headaches <laughs> sometimes yeah absolutely a result yes. of a treatment <laughs> you know uh occasionally so um, very generalistically to answer the question yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad you did we, we didn't uh, do it generalistically <laughs> to start with because it would be quite a short podcast um Agar, thank you very much for joining us today i know you've got lots of uh, exciting cpd courses coming up why don't you just tell everyone where they are sort of dates and how they can get in touch with you
2: well reflexology academy is my website and we've got some you know as well as Spiros coming to teach his orthopedic reflexology in june I have Florence Cohen that trained with me, oh, must have been about 15 or so years ago. And she has developed a new manual therapy called Osteopathic Reflexology Approach which we've shortened down to O-R-A, Aura. And it sounds absolutely amazing. And she's coming in March. And I'm very, very excited to host Florence. And that will be in London, of course. And it's a new, new manual therapy drawing inspiration from reflexology, osteopathy, and fasciology, or fascia, I should say. Uh, the scientific study of fascia and other dif- disciplines such as acupuncture and physics. So it's 70 new techniques on the feet, legs, hands and arms. So that's really exciting. And uh, I think that's, for me, fascia and, you know, the science around that as as a body worker, you know, as a reflexology, reflexologist really excites me. And I think that's going to be amazing. And the other course, which um, I'm going to be hosting is holonomic reflexology which you polarity therapy and reflexology and I am really excited about it as well it's Phil Young and Morag Campbell and they are international polarity educators and authors and they've been doing and teaching polarity therapy now for over 30 years and I just sort of came across it on the on the internet and uh, I bought the book and it's basically an energy-based approach to reflexology, an integrated whole-body approach from polarity therapy. And I really love his charts, you know, Dr. Randolph Stone, who uh, developed polarity therapy all those years ago. And I was fascinated by the quotes of Dr. Randolph Stone, as above, so below, and, and all that, and, and, and polarity therapy yeah. itself. So, uh, <laughs> So I'm looking forward to that, and that's going to be in October. So um, that's pretty new. These are two very new courses, and um, I'm really happy to be able to, you know, host and learn more myself. That's yeah. excellent. That's really
1: okay. Awesome. So you'll be able to find out. From the listener's point of view, from on the um, PR website where we can get, you can get hold of Hagar and find out about her
0: courses. And also, uh, what's your, what are your social media links as well? While we're, while we're here, just uh... oh my
2: um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> put you on the spot after every, yeah, yeah, after an know? hour of talking, that's the most difficult <laughs> answer.
2: <laughs> well, um, let me think. It's Hagar Reflexology is my uh, page. And also I do have, apparently I say it wrong, Instagram. Uh, Now as well.
0: (laughs) Um, No, that's actually pronounced correctly. Well done.
2: My children sort of laugh at me when I say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting to grips with that, and I've been—I'm not a very good Twitter tweeter on Twitter, but I've (laughs) still—I've done (laughs) a few more tweets. It's
0: all—it's all—it's all all a different world, isn't it? It really is. I think I've
2: mastered (laughs) Facebook. (laughs) <laughs> but apparently you have i'll you know, say that facebook
0: is <laughs> now you know so <laughs> one one at a time that's <laughs> a girl yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you so much it's been fun talking to you and it's really nice to talk to you again and i hope you carry on uh, in the best of health and look forward to a happy christmas
2: oh thank you so much for having me on and uh you too have a wonderful christmas
0: take care bye bye now bye
2: bye. Uh, take care. bye bye
0: so, Martin, what a great chat with Hagar we just had there. Very interesting insights and pretty much the perfect guest we could have had on our first show.
1: Yeah, it was really good. I mean, Hagar's great fun, but very, very knowledgeable and is somebody that uh, we can all look up to, I think. No, it was good fun. I enjoyed that. And don't you think that we should be um, perhaps telling everybody how they can get on to Hagar's CPD courses and training courses?
0: Absolutely. We'll post all her links up on our pages and we've got some really great guests lined up for upcoming shows, as we said earlier. But if there's anybody you'd like us to chat to in future, or if you've got any suggestions regarding the podcast, good or bad, then do let us know. All you've got to do is email podcast at professionalreflexology.org, send us a message on Facebook or any of the groups on there, or even just pick up the phone. And as we said at the start, we're going to be trying to answer your questions in each episode and also give you business tips stories from the professionals and all sorts of other stuff too so we're really looking forward to uh, bringing you future episodes of the PR podcast and with that I'll leave it for Martin to uh, bid everyone a good day or a good night wherever you are yes well a good day or good night wherever you are (laughs) all right thanks very much we'll see you next time thank Uh, you bye